I try to imagine a way I could split myself in two and send my other half back to my real life, my commute to, to my office, my, my obligations, while I stayed here with the chosen ones where I clearly belonged. Night Fever by Ed Brubaker, art by Sean Phillips. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh. And with me, as always, is my uh, traveling salesman, the one, the only. We know night fever, night fever. We know how to do it. Travis Rats here. <laughs> Travis Rats and I are bringing you the Comic Exposure Podcast, where we go deep into graphic novels and trades, or we talk about what's going on in the world of nerddom. You, my friends, are on a comic book club episode, and we have decided... If Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips put out a book, by golly gosh, we're going to read it and we're going to talk about it. Oh, I thought we were we talking did. about Ahsoka, Ahsoka the Atana this week. No, oh, man. I haven't, even, I haven't even watched it. I haven't even You're watched it. You're a busy it. man, Josh, boy. I'm a busy man. All right, so on this episode, we're reading, uh, we read Night Fever by, Brad, uh, by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, the amazing team with Jacob Phillips on Colors. Can we declare our favorite team? Can we, can yeah, we, it is, can we, no, uh, currently, yeah, currently our, our favorite, our team. current, our current favorite team of, of writer and artist, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. And again, these guys have a thing they do. They do crime. They do noir. They do kind of a, an, an, an like a tense mystery thing they got going on. One-off masters. Just amazing sort of ability to tell, get in, do it and get out. Right? Yeah, like they they do it so well, and this book is no different. We're talking about Night Fever out on Image Comics. Travis going into it, what we had been reading was sort of a you know their tales uh, of you know Reckless following Mister Reckless in his you know exploits as a private investigator, things like that, and then Ethan decide- Reckless. Yeah, Ethan Reckless, and they decide we're gonna take a we're gonna take a step out of that for a little bit. And we got some other stuff we do, some little one offs we want to do. And so, Night Fever is this book. Can you give us just give it give the folks at home just a quick sort of idea? Yeah. Of so, Night Fever really is kind of a fever dream. It, it really yeah. it, we have a a book agent, I believe, not a book editor, a book agent. Agent. Uh, yeah. Um, and he goes to Paris for a book conference, but he's having all these issues with like sleeping and he's having, um, uh, uh, dreams. Uh, well, he's reading this book that they, they want him to, to, uh, he's like pitching this book to foreign buyers. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And in it, there's this scene where he feels like he's dreamed about anyways. He, he goes to Paris, he can't sleep. And, uh, so he goes out the first night, he ditches the conference and he meets a stranger by the name of Rainer. Yes. And, and, and this under kind of 
underground sex club dungeon place. <laughs> uh, and, and of course, this Rainer guy ten, becomes this charming, charismatic uh, rogue who takes him on these wild adventures in the evening while he's in Paris for this conference that, of course, lead to murder and intrigue and mystery. And uh, our character, who we just looked at the web, Jonathan Webb, yeah, Jonathan our, main, web. our protagonist, uh, has to figure out a way somehow to... Come get to out turn, of it all. Yeah, get out of it all, right? And um, yeah. spoilers, he may. He might. He might. <laughs> all right. So getting into this, I think the, one of the things I love about getting an Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips book is I will read nothing about it because it does not matter. I am going into a book like this unspoiled. The only thing I see is the cover because I order it on Amazon that's the only thing I see or, or, or I pick it up from the from the comic shop. I go in unspoiled. I don't right. want to know a darn thing. It's like I'm going to a movie and I've never seen the trailer. I just know that I trust the art, the writer and the artist. And I think for me, that is this is one medium comics just to divert for a second is one medium where I will do that. I think it is the this it is, is probably the only medium. And then I guess books, right? Like. Um, even then I might read a little bit about it before I pick it up, right? Like a novel. Right. Um, but for the most part, if I know, because I trust the visual storytelling of, of the artist and the, and the actual, you know, the writing of the, the writer, I, it doesn't matter to me. I'm going to pick it up and I know I'm going to enjoy it. And this is like one of those, I think comic books are really the only media where I'll do that. Well, uh, this is, I'm glad we took down this. I mean, down this road because here we talked about Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips a lot, and we want to keep them in yeah. the books. So we're going to read them anyways. So it's like, how yeah. do we have new discussions on them? We haven't yeah. talked about this, and I think you're on the right track. I think as consumers of pop culture or of uh, fiction in any media, we look at like you you watch trailers like this could be an interesting story, but the ultimate is to just trust the creators. Yeah. I, yeah. I have that in film, like, you know, as a 39-year-old like male, it's like, you know, Tarantino, Scorsese, uh, um, you know, uh, who is, uh, I like, uh, who's Jojo Rabbit guy? Um, yeah, um, Tika Waititi. Uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah. Yeah, you know, those are people where it's like, I don't care what it is, I'm going to watch it. Um, yeah. And then like Stephen King, but even Stephen King, I'll be like, oh, fairy tale. I, I heard some good stuff about it. I'll, I'll check it out. But he's so he's so prolific. And a yeah. no, like a 800 page novels is a different commitment than a two hour movie or a 60 minute yeah. comic read. Right. Um, right. And I and I, I, I that's that's what I'm looking for in life. I'm looking for to discover new things. But I want those comforts. I want there to oh, be yeah. artists who just don't let you down. And Brubaker and Phillips, they just don't let you down. Well, I've got I've got a stack next to me in my office, right? So when I think of, you know, um, I've got the fade out, I've got cruel summer, bad weekend, um, uh, my heroes all my are all junkies. junkies. Yeah, heroes are all junkies, killer be killed, pulp, yep. then the then the uh, reckless books, and then this one I just pulled off the top of that stack. Um and you know what I don't have is I don't have criminal. Right? I, have, I, I have the criminal ones. I I, I have almost a shelf now. It's almost a like, Drew Baker, Sean Phillips shelf. 
I jumped in after Criminal, and I would like to go back and read it. I'd like to go back and read uh, what's the other one they did? Uh, Femme Fatale. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to go and read Fatale. Um, but they literally are dropping another book in December. I already ordered it. I don't even care. Yeah. Right. Like I saw, like, oh, they got a new one coming out. I feel like these are my every every four to six months dudes. Right. I Every wish, I, I wish there was like, you know how there are some things you can be like, oh, and you have a lifetime membership if you pay this much. <laughs> I, you know right? what? Like I would, I would, I would do that. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, they're not spring chickens, these two, uh, but no. they're not, they're not elder statesmen either. Uh, well, I guess yeah. maybe they are. Maybe it's a perfect, they're elder statesmen, but not elderly. Um, yeah. And yeah. I would be like, okay, here is $300. I want, all the future trades. You don't have to give me the deluxe editions. You don't have to give me the hardcovers or signed copies, but just trades. Yeah. And yeah. I feel that's a wager I'd be willing to take. 300 bucks. We're talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. You would not be let down, right? Like there are, there are like some indie record labels that I follow that I, you know, that I know, and they'll do their record club for the year and you get every release that they put out for the oh, year. Really? Yeah. Vinyl, so it's like, on vinyl. Yeah, on vinyl. So like here's a hundred or even if they do a couple of them are doing tapes and stuff. Right. So you get every release that they do. And it's at one of them. I was looking at was 200 bucks for the year and you get every release. And it's like a label that never puts out something that I am disappointed with. Like dude's got great taste in the stuff he puts out. And I'm like, oh, that's not a bad. That's I get all these records for 200 bucks right? in, a, in a world of subscription services. Why right. not? That's that's a great right. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So this book, let's talk a little about how this book is different than, than sort of the reckless train we've been on. Um, and some of the other books that we've, we've kind of looked at. So, um, for me, the big standout to this, and it's in the back when they talk, there's a little bit of back matter in the book. It, it takes place in Europe. Yeah. Right. So instead of we've been in a lot, we've been in a wash of of LA, California, LA, a little bit of San Francisco. Like we've seen the Bay area in in reckless. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we've, we've seen all of that, but now we're somewhere different. And Mm -hmm. with that, I feel like they did a really good job. I feel like, you know, Phillips has kind of changed. He gets to change up the architecture and I think like to go with that, it feels almost like Jonathan Phillips did some color things that were a different choice, right? Like it feels more vibrant in some of these scenes than what we've seen before. It's less of those California beachy desert colors that we've gotten used to. And now we're kind of like a lot of more blues, oh, pinks, darks, blacks. And, yeah. Um, and then these they're in the nightclub and it's it's like just red. Right. Yeah. Um, a really interesting kind of different setting for it. Well, it's also and, a setting that um, uh, Phillips would be familiar with more. Right. Than, so yeah. I think he was saying, and I think I mentioned this back in the book when he does the LA stuff, it's all research. Right. Yeah. So it's all photos or, or, or films. But this yeah. is, he wants to write places and architecture that he has been in. Uh, do you notice a difference in it? Like, I mean, I know I yeah. you notice a difference, but do you, do you think it's, I don't want to say better in some way, but yeah, do you, do you think I this think it, is? Better? I think it sets a different mood, right? Yeah. I think you've got the cobblestones and you've got the sort of like the old timey, you know, those, those, the lights, the, you know, the street lights that are up and you've got 
you know, in the furniture inside the houses feels more European. There's right? a little like, bit more elegant decay, you know? Yes. Yeah. That's a really good, that's a good way to put it. And the out, like they go to an outdoor party and it feels like it's in a palatial estate. Right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel, it feels like very John wick. Does that make yeah, sense? No, right? Absolutely. Like, it feels very John, although or the story like a, is not a, a John Wick, but Kubrick, uh, yeah. uh, like Eyes Wide Shut or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But or it feels like you know very. If you think like you know um, noir films that weren't set here, so Maltese Falcon and all you know, like these you know um, these movies that are not set here. It's that sort of like Fellini, Godard, and stuff like right, that. Right? Yeah. Right. So it feels different then sort of like oh yeah i've i've been in la i know la you know what it kind of reminds me of who was the guy the irish guy who did we did a couple of his books oh Uh, declan shelby declan shelby yes it it feels a little bit like yeah i mean obviously because it's the the, we walk we did one on the moors where it all takes place in in ireland and the moors and the coloring really remind like you mentioned the coloring earlier yeah um, and it reminded me of that on there so yeah, I, I think that's great. I, let's talk about like the the plot of this. Did you yeah. really start getting like uh, Fight Club vibes? A little bit, a little yeah. Fight Clubby, right? But then also this idea of like, and it is this this uh, this guy who wants to escape, right? Right. Like he's this dull life that he's not really all that interested in, and then you add on the 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 inability to sleep and the night out and just getting wrapped up and wanting his own adventure. Right. So I wanted to ask you this. As I was reading that, we are both uh, middle-aged men now. Yeah. Some of us more (laughs) middle-aged than others. But we're both right up there. And so it seems like, it also seems like stories like Fight Club and and things like that are are kind of targeted towards that middle-aged man of, and, and even our main character, Jonathan Webb, in this story talks about it. He says, I didn't go, I didn't, I didn't want to become a literary agent. I wanted to be yeah. a writer. I wanted to be a writer. Yeah. And, but it's just, I, I stumbled into it. I was good at it. I started making money and I could not help draw from my personal experience to my career. You yeah. know, like I don't want to be a teacher uh, of, of literature. I wanted to write literature. Um, yeah. But then someone offers you a job and then you second guess yourself. And then you look at like, the odds of it and uh, of making it to what you wanted to do. And so you're just thankful that you have a career and you get to enjoy that and there's success right. and all that. But at some point in your life, you know, like you hit a, a wall, you hit a time period. You were like, what could have been right. You get that itch. Right. And you, I, have you ever had that? Have you, have you had that? Yeah. I mean, I had a cross punk rocker. I, I had a crosswords where I almost left education. Right. Yeah. So like I had that moment, it was probably at this point five or six years ago where I was like, you know what? I think I can, I can find my way to do different work that I was enjoying. Um, get out of the classroom, get out of the school building, um, still work with educators, but have a different path. And then like I, you, you have that crisis of conscience sometimes and you're like, no, I know this too well. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm too good at this. I got this. I know what I'm doing. I don't want to leave it. It's, it's comfortable. comfortable. It's it, it, at that. I don't want to start point, over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I had been in my career for as long as I had. Right. You know, I, I was past 10 years in the classroom. Right. Yeah. So at that point, like you're, you kind of go like, 
I don't want to be a year one guy again. Yeah. Right. I don't want to do that. What, what, what about like, cause you, you grew up when you were a teenager yeah. like, and I was in punk bands too. Not as, as, as prolific as, is your punk band not playing like the scene? Like you were actually like a, uh, a band in a, a scene, you know? Yeah. yeah uh, and yeah. had local scene heat about you. Um, yeah, yeah. So you were probably like me where you're like, Oh, I, I just want to play in punk bands. And oh, yeah. like, yeah. I don't need to make a lot of money. I can just, I can just do this. It's fine. Right. So yeah. you, you become this, this teacher. So let's yeah. say two years ago, you go into like, uh, like a bar or something like that. And you meet this like debonair punk rocker, <laughs> like who sees, doesn't see you, the you you are yeah. now. Yeah. He sees the yeah. you that was 16. That is, I mean, that's a, dangerous like oh yeah like you someone doesn't see you but they see the you that you were yeah oh. yeah and it, and it, you can you can feel the draw of him like just to get wrapped up in this thing right like as a literary agent as a guy who's pitching books you read these stories you read stories about guys doing things they shouldn't do and mysteries and getting wrapped up in murder and mm -hmm. and all of these things and you see him getting wrapped up in it right um, and you see him kind of, you know, becoming embroiled in what this is. It starts by using a fake name. Right. Right. To get in to this club, just a one off. Oh, yeah, that's me. Right. Yeah. Just to get pulled into it, just to experience something. You're not at home. You're in a different country. No one's going to know you. So let's try it. You can't sleep right? anyways. Yeah. 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 And it just and reignites something in you. And well, and, it, and I think there's, it's this sort of like escapist fantasy that everybody has, right? Yeah. That, 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 you know, there's an opportunity to, to, you know, just for a moment, be someone else, do something else out of the comfort. And he does that. And then just like every good story, nothing good comes of it. Right. Well, right? It, it, it's, and this is, this is not original take on this. We've seen stories no. like this before, but it is an interesting take these stories on the threshold guardian of the, you know, the yeah. uh, Campbell uh, hero's journey. You know, normally yes. it's like a good guy coming in and, and pushing you across the threshold and helping you get better and ultimately leaving you to be your own hero. Here it's like yes. the threshold guardian is like, it's like a sinister guy. Yeah, like I want to get you in this, and all of a sudden, shit! I murdered somebody, and I have to flee the country. Like, like all of these pieces, and go back to your. I think the most interesting part about this story is he just finds a way out of it all to go home and get back to normal. Right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And like, and to forget that that night, like to just imagine for him, he gets to go. It was all a dream. It right? was all a dream. He, I used to read Word Up magazine. <laughs> right? He gets to go home and just have it be, yep, it's done. Um, he he like kills the the guardian, yeah. right? He kills him and like escapes. He gets away. He's in bed with his wife. Like he has a greater yes. appreciation for his home life and stuff like that. And there's this sense of relief. And uh like it's it's one step past voyeur. Right. It's like where you get right. to go into it for a little bit and then come back out. It, it, it in some ways the ending is the ultimate fantasy. Yeah. Because there are no consequences for him. Yes. He doesn't and even I, lose I, his I, job. I, no, <laughs> and I love I love the way that it ends. Like he's like, I want to tell her that I'm a monster and I'm terrible. But then he remembers something that a that a um 
a story where I'm I'm the good guy in all of this, right? That he deserves love. And so he goes, I, I'm just going to forget about it. And I promise that I'm never going to forget this moment of like being happy with my life, right? It's this sort of like, it's this cautionary tale of the wanting to break free of your doldrums right right instead of the instead of the story being you're led to become a better version of yourself by just shaking off some of the dust right Mm -hmm. this is the opposite of that and says like no man fucking embrace your dust because stuff on the other side is not as good as you want it to be right or it's almost yeah it's embrace your dust too but it's also this was like a recharge for him yeah it, it was it was in order to appreciate the dust, as we call it, right, you have to to do it. You have to. Yeah. It, it is the the what if, like exploring the what if. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there. we've got murder. We've got like sex. We've got intrigue. We've got Molotov cocktails being thrown out of the back of European cars at police officers. Dead bodies. Like just all of this stuff. Um, you know, like finding that all of a sudden he's in, you know, like you mentioned earlier, this this sex dungeon club. Right. Right. Well, because Noir is that is Brubaker. And so what I yes. love about him is that it and I don't even know it's it's not breaking new ground in Noir. I'm going to use that term you use. It's dusting off Noir. It's yeah. like the big sleep or even like with Reckless and things like that. He's not breaking new ground. He's just taking it off. It's like like a different coat of paint, right? Like just giving it a different varnish on it, right? Like, hey, I'm going to do this thing, but I'm going to shift it just a little bit. Instead of New York, instead of New York being my gritty crime place, we're going to shift it to like LA and not LA in that, you know, because they did when I think of like the the fade out being noir in the movies, right? No, we're going to do this sort of 80s, grubby california right right yeah yeah. the 70s and 80s california that's the story i want to tell well i try to think about it and this happens to other genres too like i believe it was maybe the early 2000s there was like several shows on online and of course fables out is they were taking the the fable and fairy tale genre and they weren't breaking new ground but they're kind of like dusting it off and all of a sudden for like a whole new generation like oh no these stories are still valuable this genre is still valuable right it's just no one's seen it for a while, you know? Right. Right. Um, and I, and I, I think that like, look, these guys are these, you know, Brubaker and Phillips are masters at this sort of the pacing and it feels like, and I, and I hate to do this because I think comic books are there are, I think comics are a medium that, that are its own powerful thing, but it feels cinemagraphic, right? Like they're doing something that feels like a movie. Well, so what do, right? you think, what do you think that is? Because they do it a lot. Like this is interesting. So uh, I, 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 think it's, I think it's uh, Sean Phillips' art is a, a, I, a tremendous power, and the colors. It's uh, camera placement, yeah. right? It's like the angles, and it's the scene, and it's he knows when to pull back, and he knows when to zoom in on moments when he's drawing it. And I don't know how much of that is in the in the script. I don't know how much of that is just. Sean Phillips saying, you know, having then having that mind's eye for how to treat this like cinema, but it feels storyboardy, but not like a storyboard. Well, right? you know, it, it's also interesting too that you know, 
it's not just uh, uh, Brubaker that relies on narration in comics. It, it's it's right. a big thing. I mean, you think of Watchmen, right. all, all this stuff. But in writing, when you when you learn about writing, especially like writing for film, na- overdub narration is a cheat. Like it's it's yeah. it's poor storytelling because it's like don't tell show. Um, but in comics, it feels like that narration especially in this case, that noir, it is a part of noir, is is essential. And honestly, it's one of my favorite parts about comics is that over-narration in there. And I think when we talk about cinematic in a way that brings you back to like the the 1950s noir, it is Brubaker's ability to capture that voice uh, in noir. And we've seen it. We've seen it with like uh, the Watchmen stuff. And we, we've made yeah. fun of it before. It was like the streets were dirty and dark. Well, it's, right? it's very Frank. It's, you know, Frank Miller does that with, with dark Knight, And, you know, you get all of these sort of like, you know, there's something that comics let you do that because it's a way to tell the story. Right. But this, this never comes off. At, even those I love, even though they're sometimes a little bit overdone yeah. and cheesy, his narration never comes off that way to me. It comes off as very authentic and not like I'm leaning into the darkness of no, things. No, I think Miller he can a, do. I think he always feels like it. Always feels like the the uh, the character is telling you the story, like they're sitting down and telling you it, as opposed to like narrating their life. Because I think sometimes. Frank Miller leans into that. I'm narrating my life part of it. Like Batman is actually saying this in his head while he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And describing the environment around him. Like, right. This, this is more like he's trying to, this, this feels more like Jonathan Webb that the protagonist is like, you're sitting down with him for beers after he gets back from all this. And he's telling you what happened. Right. Yeah. It's, it's conversational, you know, like you, you see him go like, you know, like I said, there are blank spaces and in between them, things that seem like lunacy, right? Like he's punching somebody and they blacks out and then he sees the next scene of it. And I've never really thought about it before, but when you're in a blackout, what's in control of you, right? Like all of these, like you, you see all these blackout moments from him on the drugs and then he wakes up and he finds a dead bot. Like all of these things that kind of try to show you like the passage of time works so well in this book. The pacing is just he like they're masterful at sort of telling a story in this medium of like what a hundred and I don't know twenty well, pages. That's or something what's like interesting that. the pacing because like I, I went to this knowing nothing, nothing about what the story <laughs> is about. And when we yeah. got to like the sex club underground dungeon, I was like, well, where are we going with this? Is this is this what this is going to be about? And then we meet the guy, and then it comes down. <laughs> and by the time you think you, by the time you think you're like, oh. This is like, oh, he's about to go on this big adventure. It's it starts to, it starts to wrap up. Yeah, just when yeah. you think you just when you think you know what this book is, you're like, oh, okay, we're gonna be on one of these adventures. It begins right. to begins to wrap up. It's it's and all of a sudden the Rainer guy is out of the picture. You're like, yeah, oh, this story's almost done. Yeah. He does. I mean, it does feel. I mean, the name of the book being Night Fever, it does feel like that, right? Yeah. It's, it's very quick. It happens. All of it builds, 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 builds. And then he finds his way out. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to shave your mustache and escape the country, right? Like that's all it takes. Sometimes. You mentioned blackouts earlier because blackouts are a feature. Like the character yeah. talks about this and has blackouts, but it is almost like the larger story is like, okay, what if you're a middle-aged person 
and who has this subconscious lust for, for life. And so your body, like, it's just like a blackout in life. Like if you look at your yeah. life as like a day, it's like, oh, I can't remember these 20 minutes of it. You yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, and what that, what you gain from that. You know, yeah. because the thing is, at the end of it, when he's with with his wife and he's making those promises and things like that, yeah, he doesn't even have he doesn't even really quite know what happened because he barely remembers it, right? And and he also feels like you know, um, I think the other piece of it is he's like he wants to forget it, right? Right? Like he wants to be like you know what maybe this didn't really happen, yeah, you know. Like he can leave. I think that's the other interesting piece about setting this in Europe, right? Like I'm, I can just, you can drop this guy in, have this wild thing and have him leave, you know, and the time, you know, the time frame that it's set in that you can kind of just go like, nope, we're going to allow it to just kind of exist. And we won't be able to tell, you know, no one will catch him. Right. So where do you where do you think this book stands among their other other stories that you've read like Fade Out and you know, Oh man I killed or I think I I think like I think what I really enjoy is that although and you had mentioned this earlier like although everything has that sort of like noir crime piece of it they all feel like they're they're kind of doing something different right so the fade out is really like this Hollywood love story, right? Not love, but like a love for Hollywood, a love for, you know, you can feel like this sort of like reverence for that era and wanting to kind of use that as a setting. And then you've got things like um, killer be killed that kind of, that play with that sort of like, it's, it's not, you know, it's not actually, um, the, a demon, but it plays with mental illness and it plays with that occult, sort of like yeah. the occult and it plays with that piece of it. Like, Oh, let's have, let's explore this with someone who believes that they're being controlled by a demon. So you get, yeah. you get that extra spice. Reckless gives you that California PI spice. This feels I, a little bit closer to me, which was probably one of my least, uh, 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 I had to pick a least favorite is all my heroes are junkies. Where yeah, it's just kind of one, one off. You're in, you're out. It's someone breaking from the norms of life. It feels, yeah. I, I don't want to say slice of life because that's absolutely not what it is, but a slice of life for these guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I think this one feels a little more, I think I like this one more than uh, my heroes are always has have always been junkies. Like I, I like this one more than that. Um, I think of like, this is, the, but that's what this is in that realm of, right? So when I think of like books like, so the three that I have on my shelf end up being Bad Weekend, My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies, and Pulp. Right? Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I'm thinking of Bad Weekend. That's the one that's about a comic book artist. Like oh, no, it no. like takes place. It takes place at like a comic convention. Okay. So, but it weekend. it feels very much like let's tell a quick tale, yeah. and let's experiment with location. Let's experiment with subject matter in the in the genre of noir right 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 um to me this feels the most like we could make a movie out of it right out of all the ones i've read this feels very much like you could this is a movie yeah you could I, sell I, this you know you who could sell you know, this right now you know who you put the the, the lead in as is a uh, joaquin phoenix 
Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. That would work. You could do that. I'd say yep. right. He's right. Right age. He's got that yep. kind of thing on there. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, that would, it would be uh great. Um, you yeah. could do a little, a little younger Matt. No, Matt, a little younger Matt Damon. Maybe Matt Damon could yeah. do it, right? Like a talented Mr. Ripley, Matt. Like, uh, like not that young, but like, like in that same kind of like European world. Yeah, like dark yeah. intrigue. Like he's done it before. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah this is fun. Like I, I, you yeah. know, I, I didn't like even realize the pace of it. Read in one sitting, and you know, we always talk about this. We wish there were more things like this where. You just have an artist and a writer doing a one-off. Um, yeah. And it's it doesn't involve superheroes. It's not tied to continuity. Um, but, man, do they do these guys make a good comic book. I mean, yeah, like, do. we're not even going to do fake panels on this because it's arbitrary. Oh, there is, like, every page is is just wonderful and you know you go back and bright elizabeth brightweiser used to do some of the coloring on him but now like you've got um you know sean phillips's son doing the colors on it and he's fantastic he's you know the artist on that texas blood also like a great artist in his own right right um and so there is just this any panel any page from this put it on a wall it would be, it would just be cool. Like every single one, there's one where he gets hit by the car and that might be one of my favorite pages. Cause like it starts with a big, it starts with a big, you know, lettering at the top as he gets hit, hits by a European car. Then there's the blackout. Then he wakes up and like, he gets, he gets robbed. Right. Um, this whole, this whole and, and, setup. And then you, you have the, of course, the big splash page, where he's got this great monologue in here about how he wishes it was two lives. He's literally being oh yeah, that's like a really good yeah. strands and yeah, and it, it's it's just like someone is going to own that original piece of art, and I envy them tremendously right. because that is the the page of the book, a splash page of the book. Um, yeah, I I, I I mean they did it again, uh, and I, I wish, uh, like I said, I haven't read Fatal either, so I guess that I. It's I guess maybe part of me doesn't want to read it because at some point like there might be a lull in Brubaker right. Phillips or there might be an end to it and I, I always want there to be something more for me to read. Uh, yes, yeah. And so it's just like oh I don't want to tap into that yet. Well, that's why I feel like I've got Criminal and Fatal for like I, usually it's like summer hits and I'll go like oh I need a I need a series to buy right and so I almost got. Criminal this last summer, but then they, you know, like there was, you know, I had read some, I grabbed a couple other books. We were doing Superman summer. So I was reading that. I'm like, okay, not this summer, but I'm like yeah. waiting. There's a couple things that, you know, that I'm always like, okay, those are some things that are on my list to read and criminal and fatal are two of those do, do, things. Do you know any inside information on who they're linked up with and why none of these things are shows or series or movies yet? <laughs> that's a really good that's a really good question like, like I, I fade out killer be killed reckless i mean the, i mean we give we have the millar universe uh you know like uh, right. on netflix and everyone has deals snyder has deals right. all these people have deals uh kirkman has deals these guys are like do i i feel like i i like the golden ticket if they haven't discovered this you bring these guys to <laughs> obviously, obviously they have they 
They have the agent. A, a Brubaker yeah. is no stranger to Hollywood. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I, I wonder if it's just like the idea of like, no, we're we just we're having fun doing this. And then once you get rolled into doing that, is that what you write for? Right. Because, I, yeah. you know, like, do you are you writing for it to get turned into a. It to get optioned. Well, right? I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. The teenage garage band, like uh, I knew them when part yeah. of me <laughs> is like, I hope it's never. I'm like, and the, because it's just like. If you're not reading comics, you're missing out on this. Yeah, you're stuff. not getting this, right? You're not like, getting I think, it. I think that's the thing that I that I really appreciate about it is is they've 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 found the medium and are using it to like its best form. Yeah. Like I don't know how else to put it. Like they will never put something out that I won't read. Yeah. Like there's yeah. and and it's it's a terrible sort of like fanboy sort of thing and, to end on this podcast to be like guys it doesn't matter the next book could be about a baby pooping itself and I'm I'm in right like that's yeah. a noir baby thing I, but really they are such an amazing pair um, that it's hard not to just just believe that no matter what the next thing is I'm I'm gonna enjoy it right yeah. so. That's just where it's at. And I think this is the thing where this is the reason we read a bunch of black label books, but it's the same reason that I'll get a black label book is because it's an in and out story. It's the same reason that like, I wish Kirkman who I think is a good writer would stop trying to do giant long series, right? Like walking dead was good. I enjoyed it. I, I didn't finish it because you know, it's way too long, but then you go to like invincible really, really long. I can't, I'm not going to sit down and read that many issues of something to get the full story. I missed out. Right. Right. Then he's doing firepower with another great artist. But again, I like, I don't want to, like, I have a hard time committing to this thing when I would much rather like, dude, if you just release, release two trades a year, you'd have me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it's just that it's just that, I guess it depends on how you want to write your you know, who, what market you're kind of writing your book for. And I feel like Brubaker and Phillips have decided this is the market we write our books for. And yeah, this is what we uh, do. Powerbomb guy um, is good at that too, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because his stuff, I mean, Powerbomb is a series waiting to happen, animated series waiting to happen. Yeah. 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 So anyways, we're like, I know we've done a lot of uh, Sean Phillips, every Brubaker books, and we're going to continue to do them. So, yeah, because there's, yeah, yeah, so just deal with it. Yeah, that's going to happen. Uh, we could do our whole, <laughs> we, we should probably pull all those podcast episodes and just compile them into a separate podcast title. Yeah, yeah. Just the whole, it just, uh, we'll just put them all together. We'll just stitch them all together in one long episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was a nice, and honestly, it was a nice palate cleanser after Superman Summer because sometimes yeah. you, you stick on one thing and it, even though it was very insightful, you, you, you're like, oh, yeah, that, you think it, you start thinking about comic books as Superman books and you're like, Oh no, no, right. no, no yeah, yeah. There's all this, this stuff that there's I all this other stuff that you can do with it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, folks, thank you for tuning into this episode and listening uh, to us rant and rave about uh, mostly rave about Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips night fever. You can find it out on image comics. I suggest you get it. Um, the hard covers always look wonderful on my shelves. Image does a good job. These guys do a good job of like putting the package together. To go digital and, on this one. 
I'm oh, gonna get, I'm gonna I'm get, I'm gonna get the copy though. Sorry, Travis. Um, but you should you should definitely definitely go read it. Um, I don't think we did a lot of spoilers. Um, so I mean he no, escapes it. Yeah. 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 So go check it out. Um, you can find the website and all of our podcasts at comicexposure.com. You can follow us on your favorite podcast app, whether that's uh Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, I think is uh gone the way of the the it's gone. I think it's disappearing, so you yeah. can't listen to it there anymore. But find it, rate it, review it, all that good stuff. Tell your grandmother about it. And uh we'll see you next trade. <laughs> <laughs>